0: Welcome to Vinylize, I'm Mark Sykes. And I'm Paul McCormick. This week's Vinylize session is dedicated to music teachers and mentors. The older brother who taught you how to play a power chord. The piano teacher who told you to sit up straight and practice your scales. The music teacher who made you analyze a song for that B minus. Or the friend who invited you to play in a musical performance or in a band. Recently, a friend of mine retired from being a music teacher. It's humbling to think about how many people he inspired to love and appreciate music. I guarantee if you asked this week's artists if they had any musical mentors that they'd like to thank, they could come up with a pretty long list. Now, before this turns into a mindfulness exercise where we close our eyes and start to think about our mentors, let's drop the needle on this week's album.
1: Finalize and send it to me the songs that set you free. This week on Vinalize, we listen to a band from Burlington, Ontario, who broke onto the music scene almost overnight when they recorded a cover of the song, Somebody I Used to Know. Their twist on this song was all five band members performing it on one guitar at the same time, and that generated millions of views on YouTube, about 175 million views in four months to be exact. This viral band I'm talking about is Walk Off The Earth and that cover can be found along with 10 other original songs on their third studio album, Revo. Revo has sold more than 40,000 copies, making it a certified gold album with Music Canada. The singles off the album were Somebody I Used To Know, Red Hands, Gang of Rhythm and Shake. So, not only did this band capture the attention of YouTubers across the world, it also got the attention of the music industry. Revo has won four Canadian Radio Music Awards, including Song of the Year and Fans' Choice. And it's also got three Juno nominations for Group of the Year, Pop Album of the Year, and Juno Fan Choice Award. This album was released March 19th, 2013. Mark, this is your album choice for this week, so tell the listeners,
0: why did you choose this album? Revo is a fun, energetic album. It's lighting content, but it's full of instrumentation. There's a variety of sound. You know, it's one of the few albums that I've actually downloaded to own. Like I've downloaded songs, but not necessarily full albums. So this goes on a pretty important list for me. I love the way that they broke into the industry. I love how creative they are. I love their live performance. And they kind of have like a gimmick that's sort of interesting that I want to talk about tonight. So, you know, when it comes to me sharing music with you, I just feel like this is an album that we both need to listen to, enjoy, and talk about. And that's what Vinylize is all about. Lastly, albums can set a time in your life. And this album was on high rotation when I met a musical mentor like the person I talked about in my intro. So, Paul, what does this album do for you when you're listening to it this week during Vinylize?
1: Ooh, well, Mark, I hadn't really listened to Walk Off the Earth before. I was familiar, maybe, with one of their songs, um, which is the one I mentioned, uh, Somebody I Used to Know. I kind of thought that might be the band, but I still wasn't sure. When you threw this band name to me, Mark, I didn't know what Walk Off the Earth was. I didn't know if it was a bunch of conspiracy theorists that formed a band in in, in a woods and they're going to walk off the earth because the earth is flat. (laughs) And I didn't know if they're going to have hit songs like Bigfoot and I was abducted by an alien. But I was pleasantly surprised. It wasn't any of that at all. Um, you're right, man. This is a very cultural, big-sounding band. Uh, there's only five band members, but it sounds like there's 15 sometimes.
0: You, you look at the, um, the artists in this band. So you've got Gianni, Sarah, Mike, Joel, Ryan. And, you know, eight is the, the lowest number of instruments that they play. You know, Gianni plays 14 instruments on this album. So that's why it's sounding so full. And when
1: you're listening to it, I think for me, a lot of these, um, it's, it's kind of like a homemade sort of sound because if you're to categorize this band, it's going to be very difficult. You're going to hear maybe some inspiration from ska, reggae, folk, rock, um, what else did you throw in there, Mark?
0: I mean, there's, there's indie pop, indie rock. It, it, it's amazing. Like when you when you look into this band, it's like you can't just stamp them as one type of music.
1: You can't do that. And I mean, hey, hats off to to you guys, Burlington, because when you listen to this band, I'm telling you, Burlington doesn't come to mind. Okay, and I I know we shouldn't uh, right. paint everybody with one brush or anything, <laughs> but. I'm telling you, the, the suburban landscape of Burlington and the Niagara Escarpment in the back doesn't really strike with the music that they're playing. So I, think,
0: I think it's referred to as Girlington, right? <laughs> there's Jokeville and then there's Girlington. Um, okay, but besides the geography lesson, um, the producers of this album, so Gianni's one of them, and then you've got Thomas Twang Salter, and the band Walk Off The Earth actually gets a credit producing this album so everyone is kind of a producer in their own right for this album and they recorded it in Burlington at B-Town Sound but you know Gianni's Kitchen is also mentioned there as a recording spot. Yeah it was, it
1: was a recording spot they did the video in his kitchen which I think we'll we'll touch on later on. Okay. Um, I want to talk about the title of the album for a quick second. Revo like when I first saw it I thought maybe this is uh, short for revolution or something. So did
0: I, and and but then I noticed on the album artwork. So the album artwork is like it's like a tan color with red light writing. But then yeah, there's Revo's written in red. There's dots. So is that yeah. like an acronym? That is an acronym. What? Love and acronyms. it's an
1: acronym for their band motto. That's right. Their band actually has a motto, and that is realize every
0: victory outright. Oh, I love and that's it.
1: That's what Revo stands
0: for. I love it. That's amazing. Kind of neat. Yeah, And, uh, you know, they are realizing every, sorry realizing every victory outright with this album being their breakout album. They're realizing their victories with their music, putting out all their sound, uh, putting in all their instrumentation.
1: That's right. This was their third studio album, and they were an indie band before this. And this album is actually um, through, I guess you say it's recorded through Columbia Records? Yes, would that be accurate to say it that yeah, way?
0: Yeah. So they were they were um, they got their record deal for this album. The other two albums were recorded under like a, a smaller label.
1: And I think that attention to Columbia Records came from the YouTube success that they got. Right. Right. When they got over a hundred million hits for somebody I used to know. Yeah. So in
0: two weeks they had thirty five million views, and then they were asked to be on the Ellen DeGeneres Show in January. Uh, January 23rd, uh, 2012, and then they pretty much signed after that with the record label.
1: They're a very tight-knit group. Um, everything you do, like if you watch some of their music videos, you're going to see them all always in a tight, tight quarters, sometimes playing the same instrument, three or four of them on the same instrument. Um, but did you know that Johnny's actually married to
0: Sarah? Oh, so they're in a relationship? Yeah, they've got like three kids. That's amazing, yeah, um, so no wonder they're so close I, I I do know what you're talking about because when you watch the somebody I used to know video, which I think it was recorded over fourteen hours mm-hmm. twenty six takes or something like that, yeah um, you know, you look at um Ryan Marshall when he's playing the the guitar over top of Gianni's shoulder, like mm-hmm. can you imagine standing like that for so long and then um Mike uh, beard guy Taylor, he's like just holding up the end of the big guitar. It's it's a pretty Crazy, amazing. Man. You know, we're gonna post that on Facebook on our Facebook page. And I'm not
1: sure if he had to just be touching the guitar to make sure that he's actually technically included on playing it. Mm-hmm. I don't know well, because in a lot he of the plays videos, the top
0: end of the guitar,
1: just a little bit. He, he like does goes, ring, ring. like So that. in a lot of the videos, I notice he's always he's always got a hand on on like the the headstock of the guitar. And then right. you're right; he'll he'll pluck a couple of the the, the strings there. Right. But I think that's just. Maybe it's a semantic thing to say, yes, he was part of this recording. You know, you can't just jump in and, and play the instrument. You have to be touching it the whole time for it to be, for it to count.
0: We're going to jump around a little bit because I watched some of their live shows and he did, it's the same thing. It's like, he's not there. And then all of a sudden in the middle of a song, he like walks on stage and everyone cheers. And then he like plays a didgeridoo yeah. and then he leaves, you know, and then he comes back out later, he plays the kazoo and then he's gone. Yes. So So he's he's, also
1: known as Beard Guy, right? So if if there's any fans out there or people new to this, uh, Mike Taylor is also known as Beard Guy. And and that's his shtick, right? He doesn't say anything. He's very um, flat, not very emotional. And that's kind of his shtick, right? watch the videos he'll surprisingly pop up when you don't expect it and be playing some crazy instrument it's fun
0: there's something really catchy about what they do with beard guy and playing one instrument and doing it all in what seems like one take um but that must be really hard taking that on the road and doing that every night you know like we're gonna do the show but you're gonna see me play seven instruments You know, not only, and there's three singers, you know, so they're all harmonizing together and they all get their spotlight and then they're running around playing different instruments. It's, it's pretty amazing.
1: Or even in the, the music videos again, like they're getting thrown instruments. Like I can't tell you how many times I've seen them catch a ukulele in the air, catch a guitar, throw the guitar back so they can catch two shakers at the same time. And they're doing this in one take.
0: And and how frustrating is it on like hour eight when you drop the ukulele? <laughs> you're just like, okay, we need to take a break. Like, It'd be I'm the worst. The be you would
1: not want to be that guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, can we go back to the recording process for a second? Yeah. So I was really um, excited to hear about their other producers. So Thomas Twang Salter, he's worked with a ton of Canadian artists. Um, he was born in Vineland, Ontario. Um, he's worked with Mother Mother, Serena Ryder, Chantal Kreviazuk, USS, Lights, Dear Rouge. So he knows how to produce an album. He knows how to help out. And then the mixer of this album I was really excited about, Howie Beck. So he's a Canadian artist as well. And he's worked with artists like Hayden, Sarah Harmer, uh, Something for Kate, Bare Naked Ladies, Feist. So just bringing those two um, artists to come and help mix and produce the album is unbelievable. And then to have the bandmates also be producers, no wonder the sound on this album is so great.
1: It's a big, big sound. Uh, when you, I played the first song, which is called Revo, mm-hmm. the harmonies jump out at you. They grab you immediately. Um, and there's this driving energy because of all the instruments in it. It's such a full sound, and I i love it. Like your Your brain is actually getting a bit cramped trying to count how many different instruments are in this one song.
0: I don't think you can do it. Like it feels like when I mentioned in the introduction, you know, that music teacher who made you analyze a song for a B minus. So in grade seven, I actually had an assignment where we had to listen to a Wipeout. Oh and no! And the teacher was like, what do you hear in the song? And we're like, uh, we hear a band. And, and the teacher was like, no, no, dig deeper. What else do you hear? And we're like, somebody singing. But then eventually, as the teacher starts to pull out the instruments, like, do you hear, like, the bass? Do you hear the drums? You're like, whoa, Mm -hmm. that's amazing, you know? Um, So I feel like that's what this was this week. Like, how many instruments can I hear on all of these songs, you know? There's, like, the glockenspiel. There's, you know, ukuleles. There's violins. There's a cello. There's (laughs) so many,
1: so many instruments. Um, I did a glossary last week. I've only got one for the glossary this week. It's, it's called a melodica. Do you know What's what a that? melodica no, is? No, I don't know what a melodica is. A melodica. Is. So you'll see It's glossary is. time. It's glossary, glossary time. time. Bust out your glossary.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <yeah. laughs> a melodica is, it looks like a keyboard, but it's got a hose attached to it. It's got no. a hose attached to it. No. Yes. And you blow into it. So the, I guess the air coming from the hose, I don't know, makes the keys work. <laughs> Well, your fingers make the keys work, but it gives the power. You understand what I'm saying? It's, it's like a to...
0: Darth Vader. Um, what's that thing you squeeze? An uh, accordion? It's like a Darth Vader accordion.
1: <laughs> it kind of is like that. Um, I've obviously butchered the glossary for yet another week, but please, Vinylize listeners, do yourself a favor, look up a melodica, and if you don't want to do that, go to our Facebook page and check it out. I'm going to post a picture of a melodica. Okay. Yeah. But to your point, they play a ton of instruments.
0: They, they do. They do. And it's amazing. So why is the band named Walk Off the Earth? Why do you think that? So I didn't actually look this up, but you know, when you tell someone to take a hike or walk off the mm, earth, is that what it out means? Of here.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It's like kind of get out of here, but maybe on a more personal level, like take yourself out of here by listening to their music. I'm not sure though.
0: So my last listen of the album today, I kind of came up with this idea, but it could be a bit out there that when you walk off the earth, gravity no longer exists. Right? Mm-hmm. And when you play music, it can like heighten your experience of life. So, what about if they're so musically talented that they're walking off the earth because, you know, the music has become a spiritual thing for them? So they're like walking off the earth.
1: And nobody can hold them down like gravity. Nobody can
0: hold them down. Yeah, no. And gravity can't hold you down. So you're wow. walking off the earth. What do you think, yeah. huh? I huh? love it. Okay. Um, vinylized listeners, you can let us know what you think. Why is the band called? um walk off the earth. I love that the album title is an acronym for realize every victory outright. Um where does the break on the vinyl happen for this album, Paul? So there's 11 songs. Where would you put the break? Ooh. Uh, okay, so
1: instinctively, probably because I'm not a music producer or an aficionado of any sort, I always go in the middle. <laughs> so if there's 12 songs, I'm putting them break after six.
0: <laughs> oh, after six. Oh, well, okay. Well, yeah, I mean... Okay, this is interesting. So you want the cover song, Somebody That I Used to Know, to start the B-side? That's
1: what I'm going to go with, yeah. Oh,
0: wow. Okay, so um, I disagree. I think it's after sometimes.
1: Okay, can I also say in my defense, though, that I think as 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 a trashy music fan, you know... I just wanna hear the hit sometimes. And I know if I flip it onto side A or B, somebody that I used to know is the first one I'm gonna play. I don't have to search for it very hard. Yeah, flip it on and you're good to go.
0: So I was thinking it was at, after five because the first five songs are all so different. You know, it it ends with almost like a rap song, you know? And then we start the second so, second side with track six, which was is called Shake. Um, and it starts with female vocals. And I feel like the second side of the album is a little safer than the first side of the album. So wait, if, where, if are gonna 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 there. There. where are you going to put, put the I would put it break? after uh, track number five. So between Sometimes and Shake. And I feel like the you know, songs 6, 7, 8, nine, 10, 11 are safer songs. And I feel like um, song number 11 is kind of like a bonus song even though it's not a bonus song, it's not a hidden track, but you could almost end the album with song number 10, Money Tree, but then mm-hmm. the album would be very short because the running time is 36 minutes, right? So if you lose a song, you know, you're getting close to 30 minutes. People are gonna feel ripped off.
1: You know how they use so many dis- different instruments?
0: Yes. Well,
1: I joined in on Money Tree, that 10th that song that you are talking about. I, I grabbed a bag of macaroni and I shook it along with the song, so I don't even have any listening notes.
0: It's just I grabbed a bag of macaroni, man. Let's talk about mentors for a second. So when someone plays 14 instruments, they've got to have a bunch of mentors. Do you have any musical mentors?
1: I sure do, yeah. Um, I'm going to say one of my mentors is George Stryker, who really took my level of playing guitar to the next next level. Because when I met him, um, I was okay at playing guitar. I knew my root chords. And I knew some campfire songs and, you know, it was it was okay. I knew probably about 10 solid songs. And when I met George, he really challenged me and he encouraged me to take it to the next level by playing um, some lead and playing a bit of rhythm. George was in a rockabilly band and he actually gave me uh, an opportunity to play in that band. So by doing that, it, he, he showed me um, also the history of music. So not just playing fast rock and roll music, he showed me that the influence of Elvis Presley, Buddy Holly, Gene Vincent, Eddie Cochran, um, how big of an, an impact and effect they had on the music we listen to today. And to me, that kind of brought it back to why I love the rockabilly genre so much. You know, it's kind of like all your, your old classic oldies. Sort of yeah. sped up a bit. A little, little bit of punk rock in there, a little bit of country influence, Western. It was so much fun. And by the way, I caught some of that on this album, which we'll get to in a bit. Oh,
0: no, I want to hear about that right
1: now. Please, please tell me. So when I was listening to this song, uh, sorry, this album, um, this song Speeches really jumped out at me because it's not like the other ones uh, on Revo. We've mentioned a lot that this album has big, full sounds. You're going to hear a lot of different instruments. Mm -hmm. On speeches, I heard trumpets right out of the gate. I heard a a bell tolling, uh, some guitar, snare drum. I'm like, whoa, okay, this song is speaking to me. It's got some rockabilly roots to it. And with that Western theme, I kind of went down a bit of a rabbit hole to see what's going on here. And what I found was that the lead singer in this band, Walk Off the Earth, uh, Sarah Blackwood, when I Googled her name, she came up also doing an act along with, um, sorry, give me a second there. It was with um, Volbeat. Have you heard of this Swedish rockabilly band called Volbeat? Yeah, yes, I have, yeah. They're really good. So she was doing vocals in their song. And I thought, that's really weird. How the heck would they be connected to her? Right? Because Walk Off the Earth and Volbeat don't really... Seem to match well. She played in a band called The Creep Show, and The Creep Show is a psychobilly band from Burlington. So, rockabilly is kind of like I said that Western um, country sort of influence right. with old school music, a bit of folk. Psychobilly is the same thing. It's just got a little more of a a darker undertone, but in a fun way. Hmm. Um, so, for example, you hear hear a lot of organs uh, in psychobilly. It's still very sped up music. It's a lot of fun. So when Sarah took over the vocals and the guitar in the Creep Show, that's just because her sister left from from I don't know I guess reasons unknown, but um, she actually had a baby. She had a okay, that's why I wasn't yeah. sure why why she left. Right, and um, so she was
0: just going to take a little bit of a break, but then uh, she was just like, "No, nah, I'm good." And then so Sarah took over.
1: Yeah, Sarah took over. I think they, the Creep Show was going to tour with Volby, but then. Uh, somebody I knew blew up on the internet and Sarah Blackwood had a choice to make. She's, am I going to go with Creepshow and tour the Volbeat or am I going to go with Walk Off the Earth? And I think she made the right choice at the end of the day. Um, I want to give a little uh, tip of the cap to Sarah Blackwood again because one thing I love learning about bands is the humanitarian aspect of them. Uh I like to know that they're more than just uh, rock stars, which is always super cool. But with this band as like Okay, obviously, they're into maybe a bit of social justice or activism. Like, what is it? Um, and it turns out Sarah Blackwood has done an awesome job in supporting a local group of students from Oakville in anti-bullying. Ah. And, and this quick little story actually has ties to Ottawa. So, of course, I love it. Um, so students from Iroquois Ridge High School, they created a music video to raise awareness for anti-bullying and it was because of a youth in Ottawa named Jamie Hubley who committed suicide at age of 15 because he was being bullied for being gay. Um, This is a well-known factor in here. Jamie's dad is actually a city councillor, and his name's Alan Hubley. Um, So it's a small world, but I'm happy to see that artists will step up to raise awareness for this and actually help support students and youth wanting to raise awareness to this. Um, Not only was it Sarah Blackwood that stepped up, Rick Mercer was part of that, Rick Campanelli, um, and there was a few other celebrities. They all helped to collaborate. So I thought I'd just a, give a shout out to a great and... cause, actually. Yeah, I'm so happy yeah, that cool.
0: um, her and hopefully her bandmates are standing behind a cause which is so important. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the meat and potatoes of this album, shall we?
1: here. <laughs> <laughs> thought you'd never ask, old chap.
0: <laughs> all right, so 11 songs, uh, 36 minutes, Um, No song is the same. There's Mm -mm. different builds. Uh, There's so many instruments. And there's three singers, if not more, depending on if uh, the other two artists in the band are singing along. We start the album off with REVO, or R-E-V-O, which stands for Realize Every Victory Outright. I feel like this is like the song I want to play at Spirit Day at a school. It's fun. It's high energy. The three-part harmonies are amazing. Uh, Midway through the song, it slows down. Uh, Almost like they change the time signature because they're so talented and then they get right back into it. It's almost like they're revolutionizing or there's a revolution in music. And when you think about a revolution, it's also like something spinning and the earth spins. So it's almost like their music is taking them off the planet. So they're walking off the earth. So that's kind of what I mentioned earlier. I love that the song starts off with the quote, close your eyes and take my hand, throw out what the teacher says. Let's do something different with this song. Let's do something different with this album. What do you think of the first song?
1: I think you're right. That's a great message. And it's, you know, it's like collaboration. They're willing to welcome anybody that wants to be a part of this band uh, globally. You know, if you're at a concert and you want to join in, join in, that's what they want. I think they want to make like a global band walk off the earth. Everybody playing whatever instrument you want and that's totally cool.
0: Amazing. Song number two is called Red Hands. If you've ever been caught red-handed, you know what this song is all about. I was almost going to tell everybody that this was a xylophone intro, but then I found out it's actually a glockenspiel, mm. which is a xylophone with metal keys. I mean, that's the dumbed down version of it. Dum Um And that's done by Beard Guy at the beginning. Uh, then we've got tribal ju- drums. We've got chants mm-hmm. happening. Then everything drops out, and we hear the three-part harmonies. Uh, and the vocals—it's—it's it's, it's an unbelievable song. It's definitely a I'd hit. I love it, and I don't know. I it reminded
1: me in grade school when I was on the stage, you know, maybe for gym class when you shouldn't have been, and you stomp your foot and you get that thunder <laughs> under you know, yeah, pff, yeah, yeah, and that's
0: kind of uh, that stage stomping uh, vibe that you get from Red Hands. Love it. And every singer gets their moment to shine in the song. They even like say "deo" in the song. And mm-hmm. it sounds cool. I love it when mm-hmm. artists say things in songs. I'm like, if I wrote that people would say, I think it was super lame, but they're going to get away with saying Dale. Um, and I love the idea of like, you know, the gun was loaded, but it's not in my hands. Um, you know, the fire burns, uh, but I'm not the one with the matchstick almost like passing off blame.
1: Exactly. That's what I have to like perspective versus blame, right? During a breakup um, and red hands is like blood on your hands. And he's, he's the one because he lied and, tries to ignore but she gets through to him by calling him out on his shenanigans and she says she that she says that she's hurt
0: i love every song on this album i don't everyone i don't click past any songs Mm. on this album like i will just listen to this song 36 minutes 36 minutes 36 minutes i happen to really love song number three gang of um gang of rhythm yeah um you know, I think they're having fun talking about the instruments that they're adding into their songs, like how they produce songs. You know, he's got the old guitar, then he adds the kick drum, the shaker, the, the uke. And then there's like, you know, the rattling sounds that come in. I, I just think it's a really fun way to write a song and to add music to a song.
1: When I listened to this, it sounded familiar. It's because you put it on a mix CD for me, like what? probably seven or eight years ago.
0: I do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's and a great song. It. It's fun. Um, I also like in the second verse where they talk about harmonies like C S N Y. Do you know who they're talking about? C S N Y.
1: I thought, oh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Yeah, they're bringing th- the harmonies like Honestly, Crosby,
0: <laughs> Stills, Nash. And- I totally thought of my parents when I heard this. I'm like, oh my goodness, I love it. Like they're gonna listen. Wow. Uh, to this and hear about Crosby, Cros- Crosley- Crosby, Crosby. Is it Cros- Crosby? Crosby. Oh yeah. my goodness, Crosby, Stills, Stil- Stills. Nash. Still, Stil- is it Stills? Stills, yeah. I'm going to say all the names wrong. So it's Courtney, (laughs) Simon, Neil, and Yolanda. Um, But yeah, I just love that they quote things like that, that we're going to write songs that last forever for CSNY. And the song never dies. The song is never done, they say. And I feel like as Mm -hmm. artists, they believe that. Like the song is never done. We're going to keep adding things. When we play it live, we're going to play different instruments. When we do a YouTube video, someone's going to throw a ukulele at me. Um yeah, the song is just never done. And I love that it's like a chain gang. You know that like you know mm-hmm. that song, like that's the sound of the man working mm-hmm. on the chain. It's kind of like that. They have that kind of um chanting happening in the song. And this is the song where they quote, the there's no worries on the earth tonight. We're all walking off the earth tonight, you know, because the song is never done. We're gonna keep working on the song and we're gonna keep like um flying out of here. Uh, the song also reminds me of there's this rapper named, I think his name is Macklemore. Macklemore. Okay. I'm going to pronounce everybody's name wrong. Um, Chef Boyardee.
1: One of his hit songs
0: (laughs) kind of, yeah, I know. One of his hit songs is actually a song kind of like this gang of rhythm where they keep adding every like, four to eight bars, like we're gonna add a new instrument, we're gonna keep adding new instruments. And I really love when artists do that. I think it keeps the, the ear candy happening.
1: I found it really happy and uniting. Um, and I could see it being used as like a world cup song. And I, I think it transcends cultures. I think, think of the different cultures and geography. Like I think everybody could really get on board with just this rhythm and that vibe that this song plays.
0: I totally agree with you. I love this song. I love that at the end, it goes back to the beginning too. So it's almost like a loop. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, he sings, you know, I got this old guitar, the strings are rusty, but it's all I need. And it, you got to check out the video. It's pretty fun too. They're having fun, uh, you know, pretending that they're um, prisoners who have escaped and they're all chained together. So uh, let's move on to song number four, which is Speeches, which you talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts with the horns on the top. Sounds like a Western song, like a traveling band, like you're traveling on a train, uh, and then there's this like repeated chorus of nobody, but nobody, but me. There's a great bass line that drives the song with the drums. It's just got some really fun rundowns. And then the violin gets added with some more home horns.
1: Mm-hmm. I love it. That's my rockabilly undertone song. And it's a great one. Yeah.
0: Sometimes is where I would say the album ends after this or the first side, we've got male vocals. We've got some rap happening. Um, It's the fifth song on the album, and it's like another new sound. We had uh, female vocals um, partway through the song near the bridge, and it almost starts to feel like um, she's saying, like, I've got you. Um, She's like a natural harbor for someone who may be going through something at that point. Uh, Shake uh, starts, uh, what I would say the B side. Um, and, uh, we've got female vocals happening here from Sarah. Um, this is more of a traditional song and I would say the album kind of goes into safe places of rock and roll or alternative after this.
1: The sound to me was like, she's down and she's asking a friend for help saying, shake it out of me and Mm. fight with the laws of gravity, which is kind of being held down by an invisible force. It's a sad song and it's one about leaning on friends for strength. But it's still, it still really sounds powerful
0: and yes. it doesn't
1: sound helpless.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, the male vocals at the end say, When I See the Sun. So if this person had been through something dark, it's the new dawn arising with this male vocals coming into the end. So the beauty of having more than one artist sing is that they can, like, kind of like highlight um, lyrics in the song that if it was just the same singer, you might not notice that that was important. Then we move to somebody that I used to know, which is actually a cover. Um, which got them famous. And uh, fun fact, Gauthier, um hopefully I'm pronouncing that name right, um, he actually wrote and recorded this song at his parents' house. So they that. take a page no. out of his book or he takes a page out of their book. <laughs> but, you know, with modern-day technology, we can record great songs in our parents' basement.
1: <laughs> the next song was These Times, and it's a really good song, uh, but it's not as full compared to the, uh, to the others. I agree. Did you say... Think- yeah, like- and it seems a little out of place, but at the same time, it's a very big band with many sounds. So the fact that they're kind of making a, quote, simple song, which would fit on most albums. Yes. But on this one, I found it was just a bit out of place.
0: I, I totally agree with you. I felt like a little bit lost on the song, but because all the other songs were so different, I just thought, well, maybe they're just doing this this drum heavy song. Mm-hmm. um and and that's okay and then we move into summer vibes which also has a different feel um to the beach
1: baby back to, the beach, like an, baby. Yeah,
0: back to a, the beach we've got the ao chanting we've got like harmonica then the uke comes in the uh, bass is added at, at I'm one telling point you, and,
1: and it's winter right now for us this picks up those winter blues doesn't it like it's a yeah. nice summer vibe um this is one of those songs where i'm like okay i'm gonna do a quick test on myself i'm going to see how many instruments i can actually pick up in the song oh i love it and then if you watch the video you can actually see them all playing these instruments no way yeah so here's what i picked up on i heard the harmonica i heard ukulele jaw harp guitar i heard a shaker and a cajon which is like a drum that you sit on and and slap but when i watch the video there's actually a tambourine Four drums. There's a small bass guitar. There's sticks. There's a keyboard with the hose, that melodica thing, mm-hmm. uh, and a couple other instruments that I I've never even
0: seen. I like that Sarah talks about. I I think it's great that you were able to uh, get a B minus on that assignment there. The <laughs> um, <I'm> generous. <laughs> yeah. Okay. C plus. <laughs> I love that she talks about that she's paid her dues and she has nothing to lose and she's just gonna hang out with the boys because sometimes being um, the only female in a band, you may feel like you have to overperform to show everyone that you're just as talented as a musician. And, and she is. She's just as talented as everyone else in this band. She doesn't have to, you know, prove herself anymore. She can just uh, have a great time with the boys on stage when they're not performing and enjoy those summer vibes. We got Money Tree, which I think the album could have ended with if they just had a few more minutes on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, we got some driving drums. Uh there might be a cello in this song or at least a violin. And they talk about, you know, I'm playing here for free, and there's just a picture on my wall. I'm not loving you at all. You know, just some interesting Mm -hmm. vocals that are that are standing out for me on that song. And then we end with a love song, no ulterior Mm -hmm. motives. What do you think of that song? It was a
1: nice love song. Um, a lot of ukulele in it, and it kind of it teleports me to Hawaii. You know, it's he has got that okay. Hawaiian vibe. Yeah, I've never been to Hawaii either, but that's right. where I was teleported to. And, and I also thought how good a show would be with these guys and Jack Johnson.
0: Oh my goodness. I don't yes. know if they've
1: ever played together, but that's kind of a connection that I would sort of make, right? Let's with this song, together. Jack Johnson, like oh, yeah. super chill.
0: Um, I love their phrasing sometimes, the way they sing a lyric. Um, like when they sing... Uh, all my focus on you, but they hold like the words in different ways that really make the song catchy. And, you know, I'm a hopeless romantic. I love head head over feet songs. So to hear this song at the end about a guy who's like, listen, I just met you and I'm into you and I just want you to be into me too. And I don't have any other ulterior motives. I just want you to like me. I think that's important. And I think the whole album is like that too. There's no ulterior motives. It's like, we just want you to like our music. Just like us and have fun and walk off the earth with us. So what song, because I picked the album, so you got you to gotta pick the song this week. I, yes. This is going to be tough, man. Like, I don't know what you're going to pick.
1: There's a lot of good full songs on this. Um, it came down to two for me. It came Ooh. down to Red Hands. Oh, nice. Okay. Or, or Speeches. Okay. Um, and Red Hands is super popular. Yes and speeches i don't think many people know it but i really liked it because of that western sort of uh, vibe it has at the end of the day i'm going to go with red hands i love it red okay. hands
0: yeah Put a lot more energy on our epic playlist paul that's great it. It choice was huge stage
1: stomp and song you're going to love it listen to it
0: with another song added to our epic playlist on spotify that brings us to the end of the walk off the earth r-e-v-o Vinylized session check out some sweet merchandise from dead men design and fun videos on our facebook page we'll see you next time when we pick a new album and we tempt you to vinylize